0: Um, yep. Yeah, I turned my camera off because I was blowing my nose and um, didn't really think you guys needed to see that, though you uh-huh. probably will over the course of this, this podcast. Um, We're in it,
1: man. We're in it for the I, long
0: haul. I'm also a monster. <laughs> um, I was raised in such a way, like we used to buy Viva paper towels only in our home. The really soft ones that you can like run through a like a washing machine and they survive. Oh, that is not the paper towels we buy in my household now um, because my wife is, you know, money conscious. Right. Um, but because of that, I grew up never once using Kleenex and always using paper towels. Uh-huh. Uh, so hmm. this why this is here. Um, so if you don't, don't get weirded out by that.
1: never toilet paper we always use toilet paper because kleenex is expensive uh, Mm.
0: yeah but toilet paper's got a very important job to do and (laughs) i don't want to distract it from its real purpose my name is Josh McLemore I'm here with my friends Andy Unger Andy hey what's Finnick, up and Audrey <laughs> Crocker hi I forgot we were first name last name in it um so I that was a I pulled that in the middle there uh and welcome to the Raise a podcast the Hamilton Revisit podcast where we break we're so down so happy you're
1: here yeah yeah yeah
0: we're yeah, we're happy you're here and we are breaking down each song um week to week. Hopefully you're following along. If not, please go back to the beginning. We love you and we'll be here when you get back. But um we should listen from the beginning. Um, or at least from episode two, which is the first song. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're glad you're here. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about right hand man today. Yes. And uh I'm super stoked. Um this is up there in my list of songs. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. And um, I wanna apologize on the front end cause I sound awful and um, I don't really, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sniffly.
2: But you know what? For all of the sniffles that you're gonna hear, at least it's not a grandfather clock every 15 minutes. <laughs> that
3: is true. <laughs> I forgot
0: about the grandfather clock. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not, it's not gonna be a grandfather clock. It will be sniffles occasionally. I will try to mute all the sniffles, but I can make no promises. Zero um,
1: promises need to be it, made.
0: Yeah, zero promises are gonna be made. Um, all right, Andy, why don't you set that there scene for us?
2: All right, so here's here's um, what's happening. Um, we have just heard a message from the king, and the king is like, "All right, cool. You want a revolution? Um, I'll I'll send my men." And so this song is uh, taking over the battle of battles of New York in the New York campaign uh, around like the fall, winter of seventeen seventy six, and spring of seventeen seventy seven. Um, as far as who's singing we've got um alexander hamilton we've got aaron burr um lafayette uh lawrence mulligan the company and your boy washington hey your boy boy,
1: general for
0: the for the first
2: time time, it's his debut um yeah Yeah, so that's where we are in this story before we get um to this song
0: cool awesome well um, fun fact, which has just become Josh's fun fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Josh's corner <laughs> is yeah. Right. Um, so I have this, like, it's not super like secret, but I have this like love of, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Chris Jackson and their friendship. Um, I think it started when I saw the drunk history episode <laughs> with Lin-Manuel Miranda And in the middle of it, either he calls Chris Jackson or Chris Jackson calls him. I'm not sure which one happens, but he's obviously drunk because it's drunk history. And he's holding his phone up to his face. And he's just like, Chris, if I have a job, you have a job. (laughs) Um, And I just remember being like, that's friendship. Um, And then I watched his tony acceptance speech in 2008 which if you haven't seen it you should go watch it because it's a freestyle like rap acceptance speech and it's wonderful um among other things he references um stephen sondheim he says look i made a hat it's a latin hat at that that's my favorite (laughs) line in the whole thing um But he also says uh, in that speech, I don't know about God, but I believe in Chris Jackson. (laughs) Um, And just the idea of these two guys um, kind of being right-hand men to each other and working together. Um, Chris Jackson's in Moana, right? Like he's the singing voice of the dad in Moana. He was in In the Heights. It's where he meets his wife. There's this huge like through line of these men working together and just being there for one another and lifting each other up. And I think that's really cool in the context of who Hamilton is to Washington mm. in this play, um, especially because so much of this show is these people um, that are playing the original part, sort of creating who these characters are. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think there's a better duo to be these two characters in the beginning to really like nail and dial in like that camaraderie and and working togetherness, which is not a phrase, but I just said it, so um, that is there. And I, I really liked it. I thought it was a cool, like um, another moment of like art imitating life in a way. Mm. Um, when it t- comes to specifically those two guys, so that's my fun fact.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's a it's such a fun relationship. You see the chemistry between those two actors right away as soon as they're on stage together, and like we've said in other episodes, it's hard to manufacture that. Mm. If you have enough time to build that relationship in the process, then you can see it between actors, but you can tell when people are really having a great time together and are really like enjoying each other's presence and creating art together. And it's very clear that these two guys love to do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They definitely have that chemistry and you can tell, um, like with the Disney Plus uh, version of it, that you can tell that they've—it's—it's it's like what you said, it's baked in. Um, mm-hmm. They have that experience because um, the difference between the two, between the soundtrack and the and the movie, are just—it's um, just the theater aspect of it, um, and I and mm-hmm. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it—I I hadn't really noticed it until just now when we watched it um probably because i listened to this song like i had like a 2 hour drive today and i listened to this song repeatedly on one of the <laughs> one of the directions of the drive and um like literally i put it on repeat and um there's it's weird cuz there in some parts of the disney plus version there's less energy but not in like a bad way it's more of like it felt to me it felt more um like these two guys having a conversation uh, as opposed to like a rap song, like I, mm-hmm. that was the yeah. big difference. I, I, I got this, I, I didn't say it because I was muted when we were watching the Disney Plus, but I almost forgot for a second there was actually music happening at all and was just yeah. like, this is like Shakespeare, it's just poetry. This is what I'm listening to poetry with a little bit of a drum in the background. Obviously, there's more going on, but the stage version lends itself to this more connectedness that I don't get on the album for sure, for sure. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's get into it because this is a long one. So I'm sure we have plenty of thoughts. Um, So Audrey, why don't you hit us first?
1: Yeah. So obviously this song is a mammoth. So there's (laughs) a lot going on from start to finish in Right Hand Man, which I really love the usage of an entire number to tell a lot of story. And Mm -hmm. I think this number does that really well. So from beginning to end of this song, so much happens. Like we start (laughs) at the very beginning with basically the very start of a revolution. Mm -hmm. And by the time we're at the end of the song, we are months into, the revolution happening. Mm. We've figured out some things that are working and some things that aren't working. And Hamilton is spoiler alert, his right-hand man. So, uh, Washington's right-hand man. So there's so much that happens from start to finish. And I think that could get really labored if, Mm. The designers felt like they had to use tons of scenery and tons of costume changes, and they felt like they had to be the ones to show you that time is passing, or now we're in this office, now we're in this different place. But what I think is so brilliant about this number overall is that the staging uses human beings to tell the story, which is one of my favorite things about the staging of Hamilton in general. So rather than having, you know, piles of things coming out on stage to be the debris from war, we have people that are in certain positions on stage that are holding that and we see Hamilton weaving through it, right? So Mm -hmm. it's really cool to me that this is the first number that I think we see the choreography and the staging leaning fully into the fact that the ensemble is also serving as the environment. So they aren't just there to dance and to lift up what's being said. They also are creating environments around the people that are speaking. And that's so fun. It's so fun to watch these ensemble dancers, amazing actors go from doing this one kind of movement they're dancing they're jumping around and now suddenly they are bodies on a battlefield or (laughs) they are you know two lines that people are walking through it's it's so fascinating to me to watch them use movement in that way
2: yeah and the lighting too like this is the first thing that i've seen the lighting being used as art um because they've got the different colors even at the beginning like the blue with when hamilton comes in makes it feel like he's going back to the caribbean um Mm -hmm. and then the red and blue at the end like just the the way and then the way the shadows hit the ensemble mm. during when he grabs the pen like there's just so many little moments where all of that is just working in concert together um that it's it, it, and it's a noticeable thing and it just shows you what you can do even with w- like what you said the human creativity mm. and the use of humans and it's not the CGI or the the big <laughs> you don't have to spend money to make something look super impressive
0: yeah i think i this may be the first time, and it's just, it's weird, you know, you watch something over and over and over, and then you still notice new things, mm-hmm. and I think, like, I, I almost gasped this time around, like, when the first, like, boom hits, and the mm. ensemble, like, jumps and, like, spins, and the light hits them, I'm like, they're the explosions, yes! <laughs> and yes. you would think that's something I would have noticed, like, immediately, right, <laughs> and maybe I have, but something about tonight, watching it, I almost got an audible reaction, Mm. which is weird for something that I've watched a million times. Uh, But I was like, oh crap, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, For all the reasons that you're saying, Andre. So it's just something that stuck out. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's this seamless moving between being inanimate objects and human beings and Mm -hmm. different human beings. And because of that, the story can clip along super quickly. Right. Right. Mm. Because we've decided we've already established this convention earlier in the play. And now we're like running full speed ahead with this convention. So the audience says, yep, we're going ahead with you. We know that this is what's going on with these people. So <laughs> right. you're yeah. like, you better, you better get on this train because we are leaving the station. <laughs> which is, uh, so
0: yeah, I was going to say, which is maybe the first time I've known. I mean, obviously with any sort of stage play, like you're you're having to make some assumptions about how things are working. Like they give you the rules, right? And I've known mm-hmm. that. But I think maybe this is the main one in my mind that sticks out in my just like right now of like they're establishing new rules beyond the like the standard. This is like, you need to understand that this is happening here on the stage and we're not connected to you. And like, those are kind of all the basic stuff, but like they've already, you're right. They've established this like accelerated timeline and we just have to hold on. But like- they keep giving us rules and it's cool. Like, cause you just, you just go along like Mm -hmm. later when they put new people, like the same people in new roles and we just have to roll with it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just, it's like, I'm going to keep giving you new rules and you're going to come along because we got a lot of the ground to cover and uh, you're going to have a good time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's so fun too. It's something that I really find is fascinating about storytelling that if you allow the audience to use their imagination, they will come along with you. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, theater makers get hung up on making sure that it looks realistic or it looks exactly like the way people would imagine a house to look. But in reality, like the human imagination is so powerful. Mm. So if you say to me, these lights, this square of light on the floor equals their house. And you don't have to say those words. It's just when they're at their house, they're in that square of light. Then I know every time that square of light is on stage. Oh, that's the house. <laughs> and that happens subconsciously, which
3: yeah.
1: is so fascinating to me. So yeah, I'm a, I am ai nerd out about theater conventions. <laughs> I love to see, especially a production on this level using those kinds of conventions instead of feeling like they have to lean into the big money Broadway moment of Mm. making everything sparkly and shiny and expensive looking. So Mm. I, I really appreciate that about this number that it leans super far into it. I also think this is the best introduction of a human (laughs) being maybe ever in musical theater but that's a strong statement but definitely the best introduction in Hamilton even more than Hamilton to me Mm. because like you have this like pulsing of here comes a general like this and you're excited right like it's almost like a pep rally yeah
2: (laughs) and And that close-up shot of him in this in the movie makes it so much better too because I can't imagine what you saw when you were watching it, because you're not obviously seeing that close up of right. Chris Jackson like, right. and then seeing that turn and mm-hmm. then him putting that sword in the sheath. And it's just it just adds to it of the impressiveness. Mm.
1: Yeah. It kind of, honestly, I think the reveal is a little bit better in person because you don't get to see his face because it's a full, like the moment he turns and puts that sword in is like, he is here now. Mm. And so you have the ensemble in front of him moving around and you're watching, there's a million things to watch. And then suddenly here he is, they've been talking about him and there he is right there. Mm. So, yeah, I really love it. I also love that he quotes Pirates of Penzance, which is the definite musical theater nerd in me coming out. (laughs) So um, when he talks about being the very model of a modern major general, that is a quote from a Gilbert and Sullivan Operetta. It's called Pirates of Penzance and it actually didn't come out until 1879. So this is definitely a like anachronism or out of, mm-hmm. out of time. I was like curious. I was like, Oh, maybe it actually was open. And I was like, Audrey, a hundred years, like not, <laughs> <laughs> not even close. It's like maybe trying um, to figure out
0: Sam Adams. <laughs>
1: <right>? <laughs> just got like, a little overzealous about yeah. it. <laughs> I thought that would be so awesome. So, uh, just a quick little history lesson about musical theater, Gilbert Gilbert and Sullivan wrote operettas, which basically is what turned into what we know as musical theater now. Mm. And so they were always comic, always super fun. The characters were very extreme. So sort of still more stock characters and they were operettas, So they still had very formal style of singing, but there was a lot more comedy included in it rather than the traditional opera Mm. and they were in English. So Mm. this is like a huge deal. Um, I think I saw something about the fact that Oh, yeah. It says their collected works represent the world's most popular body of musical theater and ranks second only to Shakespeare in hi- the history of English language theater.
2: Oh, wow. So, That's crazy.
1: They have such a wide cat- like um, breadth of work. And so, I mean, between 1871 and 1896, they wrote 14 operas and oratorio and three independent songs. So they were busy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, a little bit
1: writing a bunch of things so this was like sort of the beginning of a different kind of theater and it is the reason that we have musical theater so i love that lynn is saying oh we know where we came from in a lot of ways Aaron
2: Sorkin is a big fan of Gilbert and Sullivan and he puts his stuff into pop culture Um, Mm -hmm. even like we talked about West Wing a few episodes ago and it's definitely a reference from that that's where I picked it up from Um, Mm -hmm. somebody gets described as that Um, and there's he uses it in in West Wing in Studio 60 and in Sports Night and I think he might have used it in um, the newsroom as well Mm -hmm. Um, but basically anything he does he's going to put Pirates of Penzance or Gilbert and Sullivan in there so it's Mm kind of cool to hear all that backdrop
1: yeah yeah
0: hey i wanted to um interject on the pirates of penzance kick um note in the book here uh lynn manuel says my first part in high school was the pirate king and the pirates of penzance it was going to sneak in in one way or another (laughs) he also says i also think my rhyme for general is better than theirs mineral
1: Uh, (laughs) oh
0: all all props to gilbert uh, and sullivan kings uh, of light patter Oh. Uh
1: uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, aha yeah. I
2: mean that is a that is a mouthful that what he's saying there mm-hmm. like I it took me a second to try to repeat it you know after a model of a modern major general he's got venerated, venerated Virgin- virginian 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 veteran. general virginian
0: veteran yeah veterans in there it's a venerated yeah. virginian veteran veteran yeah who's mineral yeah which Who's Men, men are, are All is really close yes. to mineral. Mm-hmm. So nerdy. So nerdy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. And it's super fun to see the nerdiness of the person writing it and mm-hmm. how much they love musical theater. So yeah. it's fun as a person who also loves it to see like, oh, you like Gordon <laughs> Sullivan too. You,
2: you like the things I like. <laughs> yeah. We're
1: the same. <laughs> Um, Yeah. So I really love that little just moment of a quote. I always like giggle to myself when I hear it, when I listen to it. Um, And so, but to talk about like the concepts that are being presented, one of the things that really stuck out to me is that Hamilton presents this idea of war being used as a way to rise up. Mm. and it's an opportunity because he doesn't have the other advantages that he norm that other people would have that this is his only way to move up into the world is to work his way up through the ranks Mm -hmm. and honestly it's fascinating to think about that because it can go one of two ways either you're going to move up or you're going to die
3: so (laughs) it's a
1: huge risk right and And Hamilton, obviously, we know is willing to take risks because we see that in his behavior already in the play. But I just think it's really fascinating as a general rule that I think a lot of people want the glory of being a person who is you know, doing all these amazing things, but they also want to make sure that they survive. So it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a really big risk to say that mm-hmm. this is the way that it's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is that they, when they appear out of nowhere, ma- out of nowhere, when he is, they're repeating that. I am not throwing away my shot. Yeah.
3: I am not throwing
1: away my shot. And it's like, there's one, and then it's super dark on stage. This is another lighting one, Andy, that like, oh my gosh. Then they appear oh, Yeah. everyone is on stage at once. Chills uh, every mm. time. I'm like, go, you have to do it. <laughs> take yep. the Um. So I really love that staging moment. And hot take, I, <laughs> Uh don't like the ending of this song. In fact, it's my least favorite wow. <laughs> of all the songs, I think.
0: Wait, and then why? Hale- what do you mean?
1: It just falls flat to me. Like musically, it's da, da, da. like it's a weird like almost stumbles to an ending hmm. in a little bit of a sense
2: i agree with you audrey it feels like the end of a trailer to a really like cheesy action movie (laughs) like i felt like it was going to be the rock and jason statham with hobbs and shaw like this like Um, like standing back to back like that's it kind of is it kind of is and so it just it feels like you know uh you know hamilton presents hamilton (laughs) and
0: right hand man
3: (laughs) So, so yep.
0: okay, um all right well while we're since we're here since we've <laughs> since we've cracked this door open um <laughs> most of the songs in this show end on a bump like a lot of them is that like is that just normal is that something oh. I've not noticed in other shows or
1: yeah, it's something you haven't noticed in other shows. The bump ending is super common. You know, it's where you go like five, six, seven, eight, bump. It's The bump is always on one. It's the sure. final pose, it's the thing that they're holding and they're going.
0: <sighs> so it bothers you more for this <laughs> song. That, my point in that was it's pretty common. So why is it worse here?
1: Oh, the bump isn't what bothers. Oh, it's me. not the bump. It's okay. the like measure before with that the, weird it's bump, exactly bump, what bump,
0: was bump. Like. That thing, yeah, that
1: like synthy kind of. Like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to each his own. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> it feels like we just did this whole huge, like, powerful number, and I, it, they didn't quite finish it. Is what it feels like in my brain, mm. and. I think the staging helps it, like it elevates it, but the music itself, I'm like, oh, y'all, come on now, like just one more measure. (laughs) So
2: I think it's a, I think it's the, honestly, the 90s hip hop sound. I think it's, I think it's that homage because the music of that, of that time period is so basic and so like bob your head. Like just so simplistic, not simplistic, Mm -hmm. but like simplistic in a good way. Um, Because I like the, what I hear in that song, like I hear these strings in the hook that kind of remind me of like that, that cashmere Led Zeppelin song, Led Mm -hmm. Zeppelin song, cashmere that Puff Daddy samples. Mm -hmm. And when you listen, I listened to that song this week to make sure I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) That song got old really quick that Mm. riff is epic for like 30 seconds but that song goes on for four and a half minutes because it's the it's the main part of the song instead of a a flavor of the song um and so you want to hit hard and that bump 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 hits hard but it doesn't doesn't resolve well
1: yeah yeah i it's something about it always feels like it feels like it ends on a seven and then yeah. the bump tries to make it a 10 and it just, I mean, the lighting is beautiful. Like what a great pose at the end, but like, yeah. The song itself, I'm like, nah.
0: I think I like that synth part. Cause it gives me like a Belle Biv DeVoe feel. Um, almost hear Like the, like the poison sounds, um, like the scent, the poison scents from Belle Biv DeVoe. And then I love the, the bum, 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 And then we walk into that, like da, 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 that field snare thing, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I dig all that. So I don't know. I'm, I,
1: I, I dig the field snare moment. I dig the drum line moment, like that, yeah. and the choreography just being not the, the drum bum, line bum, re- bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's literally the measure before. Okay. <laughs> like,
0: just- all right. I mean, I feel you. I think, I think, Andy, what you said resonated like the 90s hip hop. Cause I don't think I'd ever thought about the Bell Devo thing until just now, but I get yeah. those vibes from that sound. I don't know. Yeah. If that's, and like it's public enemy,
2: name. public enemy type stuff, like the beat and the sample is always very, very basic and super repetitive. Hmm. Like it's like they use a four count instead of an eight count or something. Yeah. Um, I I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't I listened to three Public Enemy songs, so I'm not wow. an expert.
0: So you have <laughs> listened to a total of 3 like and forever or you listened to three today or in the last in the last few days? Right on. Okay. Yeah. Does that bring your total up to 3 in your lifetime? Um no, it brings <laughs> it up to like 6 or 7, but hey, Luke, I mean it might be the same. It might me. be the
2: same three songs. It's like Fight the <laughs> Fight the Power. And then I forget the other two. I
0: listened. <laughs> look, look, here's the deal. I, I said that like sarcastically, you're you're ahead of me. So
3: right, yeah. Me don't, too. don't feel
0: bad. Don't feel bad. How, you I are. just
2: wanted to know what I was getting into.
0: I'm proud of you. I like what you said. I wanted to, I listened to it because I want to know what I was talking about. And that's what we call yeah. research and don't apologize for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. Um, those are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like the sword thing at the end because it feels off beat to me mm. um, dun,
1: dun, dun. Bump. on the bump I, it's
0: is it on the bump i don't think it's on the bump i think it's like right before or right after and it bothers me maybe Uh-oh. i made that up i might have made that up Julie i might
1: Lump- have auto corrected in my head that it was on the bump because it should be so i'm not sure yeah.
0: maybe <laughs> maybe it got
2: stuck in the sheath and it's like a half second that's off.
0: totally true it could be <laughs> possible and i could also be completely making this up Um, But I do know this. I know my wife loves that part. She says it's her favorite. Um, The 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 sword. Yeah. She's like, it's so epic. And I'm like, it is. (laughs) But like in my brain, something's off. But I might be totally, like I said, I really could be making that up somewhere. It's
1: probably the bump, bump, bump. But you just don't want to admit it in your head.
0: No, it's after that. (laughs) No, it's that. (laughs) I swear. I swear he does the sword either before or after the last bump. Um, The one, the bump that you're okay with. (laughs)
1: the bump that i approve of approve of right
2: we're b2k over here saying bump so many times
0: all right andy what are your thoughts (laughs) so the
2: the movie has a little interlude that the soundtrack does Mm -hmm. not immediately following you'll Mm -hmm. be back um and it it, it's there to allow king george to walk off stage and then to to kill an ensemble member um and to show that, like, he's not messing around. He's like, okay, you know what? And it's like, one day you'll come back. Um, but until then, I'm going to kill everyone in your family that in, who you love to, rem- mm. to remind you of my love. And so he's not <laughs> messing around. And so like this, you'll be back that was designed to be kind of like humorous and funny, like junk's getting real. Um, and, you know, even when they enter, enter before, before they introduce Washington, you know, Hamilton has his little like thoughts about the the fog of war and the realism of war that mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm.
3: like, it's
2: not just something they dream about now. Like it's something that's real and it there's real stakes to it. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like you you you're you're seeing the realism like 32,000 troops in the harbor like 32,000 we're seeing them envelop the city um so we've got to put our money where our mouth is at this point
1: yeah and that that staging with everybody coming out and staring out that is so beautifully done where everybody is staring out like oh junk this is real these people are here now and you see them all seeing the troops coming in i love that moment too yeah
2: yeah Yeah. um and so then you so then you get into uh burr he's the intro that he gets he gives washington is awesome and you're right i think it i think it's right up there with hamilton uh hamilton's intro but yeah burr burr's narrating the intro of a major character again this mm. is the this is the third time he's done this he's what did this in this i yeah and so i just it's just i, I i'm it's interesting because he's been on the outside um for so much of this thing right now mm-hmm. um because he hasn't he's been talking less and smiling more um <clears throat> yep i like did it
0: you, i like what you did there and mm. i and i like
2: uh this is and this is the moment where you finally see someone that you remember from history, like even the person who mm-hmm. flunked American history knows who George Washington is, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Um, and so you're like, so he deserves that entrance. He deserves that. The moment you've been waiting for. And then, like mm-hmm. you know, you know the 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 guy who failed American history is like, oh, okay, I know who this guy is. I should pay attention. <laughs> in. Um,
0: I know him from school. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yep yep um it's like when they say the title of a movie in the movie
1: that's it yeah that's
2: it that's the movie <laughs> so um the the other thing that 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 first hook you know we are outgunned outmanned is just oh gosh so good so good um and i i do like that um Venerated Virginian veteran. I already talked about this, but I just mm-hmm. love that. I love that alliteration, especially because it has the it, it's following the making of a modern major general um mm-hmm. thing. I, I enjoyed that as well. Um we also have some people have compared Lynn's style to Shakespeare. Um I and, did it
0: earlier, like in this you podcast, did. and
2: and Audrey kind of compared Gilbert and Sullivan to, to Shakespeare, mm. um, but so Shakespeare has one of these tricks um, that he had characters who normally speak in verse switch mm-hmm. to prose when they're impaired. Um, Washington in in this thing, like, can I be real for a second? He speaks with he speaks with relatively simple end rhyme when he's in public. And he's trying to put on like the the stately manner, but mm-hmm. then once he's uh, once he's frustrated and once he's internalizing things, it's a much more complicated rap style.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which yeah, I, I had to check. I was making sure so there's not a four in there, but your point still stands. What are you talking about? Uh, the line can is- can I be can real I, a second? Can I be real a second for just a yeah Let down my yeah. guard and tell the people how I feel a second. So he's rhyming second, 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 and then he's hitting this really difficult.
3: Yeah,
2: Verse. yeah. So I, so I, um, I, I liked that. That's not my idea. That's somebody else's. Um, but I, but I appreciated that. Um, that I thought process. With it. I agree. No, I didn't disagree. I know. I'm just not. <laughs> sa- I'm saying it's not an original thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's so-
1: also with Shakespeare. It's fascinating because whenever they change to prose, or when they change from iambic pentameter if they like add syllables or remove syllables those are also clues to know oh something else is going on here so you Mm. see that in can i be real a second he changes the pattern already and then he changes it again right after that when he starts like going into the patter part so yeah it's really cool it is
2: um so then we go in go into further the song when when you see burr um, come in and he and he tries and he introduces himself to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so when Washington asks Burr who are you it's Ooh. it rings similar to the beginning of my shot yeah um mm-hmm. And like it's Hamilton at this point has already overtaken Burr uh, as the one with the reputation and leaving Burr as the unknown. Mm-hmm. um and it kind of especially when uh, washington asks him to shut the door on the way out i was like oh dang oh like, and he doesn't
1: even look at him he's
2: no like- yeah <laughs> he was so bored with burr he was so annoyed at- with him as this nothing person yeah. and burr is just waxing poetic on and on i don't even does he even get to a point Mm-mm. in what he's um, trying to say
0: he tries to make one and i'm going to talk about that in mine okay. um I think he, he makes a point, but I'm, I'm, I think there might be a double meaning to the point that he tries to make. So I'm going to, but yeah, but not a lot. It's not, he doesn't, he talks a lot, but he does not really say much. Feels yeah. to
1: me like he's trying to like grease the wheel the whole time.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Which I think, I think is something that he has, has worked for him in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, his tool. Yeah. 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 Every um,
0: politician.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yep. Um, and so it's that first seeds of like discontent. You can already see Oof. the seeds of discontent between them of like, yeah, we've run into each other yeah. before. <laughs> we, keep, we, keep we
3: keep meeting. Keep meeting. <laughs> we yeah. keep
2: meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny, um, like just the difference between the two interactions with Washington, like Burr approaches Washington, but Hamilton is requested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. And Burr is super aggressive, which is kind of like what Hamilton did at the beginning to Burr.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: then Hamilton is hesitant to want to respond to Washington um, to, Mm. to at first he's like, I'm not trying to do like, this is not why I'm, I'm here. I'm not here to write. I'm not here to serve as a secretary. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think you just hit on something that I don't think I would thought about, but there is a, there is a, a role reversal of when we first meet Hamilton and Burr, Hamilton is very like, I'm going to go get what I want. I'm going to do this thing. Eager, it feels like burr is trying to do that and then hamilton is apprehensive about the whole thing because he doesn't even really know why he's there he didn't he didn't seek washington out washington sought him out and so he's like wait what am i like in trouble like what's Mm -hmm. going on here and that's a cool i didn't even i didn't think about it so you just said of like how different that is from this first time that we meet these two guys
2: yeah so what were you gonna say like you said you had something you were gonna say later um about the two men Uh... and about that moment
0: well, okay, so um, I gotta scroll down to it. Um, yeah, do, 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 do. you already said that like Washington doesn't even know who Burr is. Um, so the humiliating, the th- right? The thing the right thing there would be, um, you know, just historically, um, he says that he served under General Montgomery, who served in Quebec. Um, they actually were all under uh Benedict Arnold in Quebec. What, what, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's where they were when they were in when they were in Quebec. Um, wow. The the line that I really so let me take that out of my notes so I don't bring it up later. Um, the line that I wanted to reference was, um, I admire how you keep firing for, on the British from a distance. Mm. Um, there's a double meaning there to me, and it might be totally me reading into it. But there's a part of me that goes, okay, he means I admire how you fire from a distance onto the British. Like you're far away from them and you're firing from a distance to keep yourself safe. But here's the deal that uh, guns didn't shoot that far back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had to be a lot closer than you do today. So I wonder if maybe Burr means I've been admiring you from a distance and maybe he is sort of trying to sort of butter General Washington up because he feels like his station of, look, I served under this guy and I served under this guy and I've, this is how I've been. Maybe his, maybe he thinks like, if I tell him how I admire him, he'll let me get closer in so that I can rise above, you know, even where I am now. So it could be that he's like, I think it's cool that you shoot from far away. So you don't, you know, die. But he also could be saying, you know, from a distance, general Washington, I've been admiring you. Like, I don't know. That's, that's the way I took it when I read it. Yeah.
1: I think it's a dig.
0: Oh, you do? Okay.
3: That
1: he's saying, I admire how you keep firing on the British from a a distance. Uh, And then he says, I have some questions, a couple of suggestions on how to fight instead of fleeing west. Mm. Right? So, like, he's like, you got to actually engage. So, I think he has this whole thing that he's ready to, you know, present. In in my mind, that's what's happening, that he's ready to... Washington, and he's like hey like you're not gonna win by doing it this way i'm here to help you with a strategy but
0: if that's true that's the terrible strategy because Mm -hmm. you already know from the song that like he's mad because of people running away Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so it's not even like if burr's trying to say hey i got some ideas to help you out buddy you're doing this thing all wrong then he Mm -hmm. it's like totally the wrong attitude to come into this meeting with but i dig that i dig that idea too
2: yeah. I wonder like if Washington was kind of like playing politics as taking this, taking this role on as the general of the Continental Congress or the general, yeah, the general of this, of the colonies, um, because he, what was he? He was one of the few that actually had like experience.
0: Um, You know, at this point, um, these people that we're talking about, Washington, Burr, Montgomery, all those people, like they had been fighting. They had already fought. Um, and we're gonna talk about more Nathaniel Green is one, Henry Knox is comes mm. up in this song as well. All these men had all fought, you know, for the British yeah. already. Um, and so like they had they had military experience. Now there was this idea of this, and it was there's this kind of ragtag group of of people um that were fighting alongside of these more um seasoned generals.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in fact, that's one of the things about the American Revolution is that. Um, when the colonists win, it normally is a very surprising thing to have happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, these guys, the ones that are up in the upper echelons, um, I mean, they had been doing this thing and that's sort of the point Burr's trying to make is like, Hey, I'm one of you. Like we've been Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. I was, you know, in, I was up in Quebec in this, you know, this, this, this other battle, like I've been doing this, we're the same sort of situation, Mm. Um, mm. But there were a lot of them that I mean, and Hamilton's one of them that just did not have experience. And they're coming in trying to figure out how do we rise above and, and Lynn makes that point that for many in the country at the time, in the colonies at the time, joining the military was their way mm. their path to security. Um, and he says, uh, t'was ever thus, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is it is for a lot of people even today. Yeah, joining the military and proving your station. Um, so that was something that was happening even then. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. So we have um, a motif alert in yeah, about yeah. about three quarters of the way through the song um, of my shot. Um, Washington offering Hamilton an opportunity to lead as his secretary. You mm-hmm. start hearing that piano part that matches the whoa whoa whoa. And the woes are there. And the woes are there later. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, so once the, the, my shot hook starts interweaving, um, in between, uh, the right-hand man hook, um, Mm -hmm. and, and so he's, Hamilton's building his case. He has a solution for every problem. Mm -hmm. The hook says, you know, we're outgunned, outmanned. Well, I've got friends. Yeah. I've got Lafayette. I've got this guy. Yeah. Me too. I love like, okay, what else?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) He's like outnumbered out planned and then we then he has a he has his plan and yep. he's got all these things and then all of the sudden like you've got like it's the end of the song like washington's got his right hand man um and the ending to me like is a little cheesy but it definitely <laughs> it hits it hits for me i i, I feel good bum, bum, um,
0: bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Well, <laughs> i'm never gonna i'm never gonna i like it <laughs> my, hot, my hot take Yep. um cool okay good uh okay. So the first thing is we Andy, you talked about in the the kind of the lead up into this song. Um we see one of the colonists um get murdered um by by a British officer. Um that uh actress will become she's actually in like the the rest of this song too, even though she dies because you know this play doesn't play by its rules or other art. rules, it plays by its That's own art. rules. It is art, right? Um, but, uh, she will become the bullet for us. So I just want to say, I'm going to talk more about that as we move through the show, um, because she doesn't actually do it here, but just for those listening, anytime you see this actress, pay attention to her, um, because it might be important and it might be a little foreshadowy. So just do that. And we'll talk about it more as we move forward. Um, historically, uh, we're probably in the battle of long Island. Um, which would be the first major battle since the declaration of independence happened. There were battles Mm -hmm. before that. Um, The declaration was written. And then this is probably one of the first battles um, if the first major battle. Um, There's a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, where the colonists make the British look silly. I mean, this group of people really should not have been able to defeat this, you know, seasoned army. I mean, granted, they had some of their own generals now on their side, (laughs) Um, there's a lot of times where the British come out looking a little silly. This ain't one of them. The Battle of Long Island was bad, <laughs> um, and you get that from from what Washington's telling us. Yeah, people, mm. people are leaving; they're not doing well. Um, it, it ain't it ain't a good time for the colonists, um, and it really you do get the sense. One of the things that Washington did um, is he did bring some structure and some order to this this army. Um, and, and some of that is maybe us deifying him in in a little bit. Um, but at the same time, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, it definitely, it just historically, he is bringing some, some connection here to this kind of spread out, really volunteer army in a lot of ways. Um, Hamilton talks about as a kid in the Caribbean, I wished for a war. Um, Mm. this is him going back almost to that that moment a couple of songs ago where he was talking about um, kind of his history. It's one of those moments where you get a window into into who he was. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I found out is that as a kid in the Caribbean, I wished for a war is kind of taken from a letter that he wrote. Um, So I'm gonna read to you um, a letter that 14 year old Alexander um, wrote to someone. He said, for to confess my weakness, Ned, my ambition is prevalent that I condemn the groveling and condition of a clerk or the like to which my fortune condemns me and would willingly risk my life, though not my character, to exalt my station, which is another thing that he says. He's always talking about raising his station here. Mm -hmm. I'm no philosopher, you see, and may be justly said to build castles in the air. My folly, he talks about folly in another song too, I think. Uh, Makes me ashamed and beg you'll conceal it. Yet, Nettie, we have seen such schemes successful when the projector is constant. I shall conclude saying I wish there was a war. Uh, First of all, that dude's 14.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And I had a hard time reading that as a 31-year-old man. (laughs) Um, but it's
2: so it's so 14
0: 14 year old it is 14 so 14
2: yep um
0: is that what the jawa said in star wars
2: because yeah. he's just like i want to i want to bec- i want to live a better life yeah and the, he knows the way to do that is through war and so i wish I, there was a war
0: Yeah, um, you know, the thing is, the more I've been learning about Hamilton, I think I'm going to talk about this uh, more. Maybe, I think it's in the notes for a different song, but I'm going to bring it up now too. Um, Dude, theoretically could have had access to money, but he doesn't. Um, And so he really is like, he lived this life in the Caribbean of, I should be in a different place than I am, but here I am broke. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm living the life of a clerk essentially a secretary which is why he's so opposed to the idea when washington brings it up all i want to do is raise my station and the way i know to do that is to serve in a war and serve well and people will remember me it's it's why he decides to steal cannons um it's you know it's just he's like i gotta make a name for myself and i'm gonna yeah, talk about that's that a in risk a taker mm-hmm. yeah as we he, move forward yeah but what was it was that a name
2: I was gonna say he runs towards the towards the danger instead of away from it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you've already mentioned Aaron Herbert, Aaron Burby and the hype man. He totally is. I love it so much. I will say, um, the uh, the lisp is in full effect in this song. Yep. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say about it. I just want to <laughs> let you know I still hear drop it. That there, <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. I still hear it, and I want you to answer for it. Um, just let me know uh, what's going on. <laughs> Um <laughs> uh Washington says embellishing my elegance and eloquence, um, which I just realized is another triple alliteration, yep. like venerated Virginian veteran. Yep. Um, I did not eat that's not in my notes, I just noticed. Um even in this moment in history, George Washington is sort of this mythic figure. Um, mm-hmm. even 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 in real time, and I took these notes out, but I'm gonna throw them back in. It reminded me of the scene from Braveheart where William Wallace shows up to fight. And he's like, I'm William Wallace. And they're like, William Wallace is seven feet tall. And he's like, yeah. And if William Wallace were really here, he'd devour the army with uh, with fireballs from his eyes and lightning balls from his butt. He doesn't use the word butt, but we'll move yeah. on from there. Um, but this idea that like in the moment, even in the moment, people will elevate these people to these kind of mythic proportions because they need to. Um, yeah. And I think that's really what Washington does for um, the colonies in this moment is really he gives them that person to sort of latch onto, um, which is evident by the way they treat him even you know post war. Mm. Um, and we tell like we we tell stories about the dude. There's like actual like just legit like stories. That we just like we learn when we're kids. I don't even know that if they're aren't true. Aren't true. No. Right. The, right. Is yeah. the cherry
1: tree one. About? The cherry,
2: cherry one, tree one. I cannot tell a lie is false. Yeah.
0: yeah. It is. It is false. Um, okay. Hamilton actually did steal cannons. That's a thing that happened. Um, hey. So he did do that, um, and it probably is one of the things that Washington would have heard about him. Um, Hamilton probably wouldn't have been on Washington's radar. Um, he was kind of a nobody. Um, but he did have this moment where he did steal some cannons. It was his idea to do so, um, with his group of guys that he was working with. Um, Hercules was one of those though, uh, just for, you know, history folks, Lafayette and, uh, Lawrence were not at this point really a part of his life, which is why I like that Hercules is the only one in this scene Mm -hmm.
1: Um, to
3: me.
0: Yeah. It feels like an attempt. Like, I know that we've broken the timeline, but it feels like an attempt, like in this moment, it is Hercules there with his brat. <laughs> um, I love it. Um, so apparently in, in, in the real story, this is as told by Hercules Mulligan, um, Hamilton had the idea to steal a cannon. Um, Hercules was, Hercules was trying to move it and he couldn't move it. He was having a struggle with it. So Hamilton hands Mulligan his gun and begins to move the cannon and um, Mulligan gets scared because of all the fighting that's happening around them, and he drops the gun uh, and runs away. <laughs> and he told the story of Hamilton going and stopping with the cannon, going to pick up the gun, and turning and walking back towards the gunfire. Um, and so there's a little bit of like Hamilton's a little bit of a of a of a boss. Uh, yeah, in this moment, and I love it. I, I'm here for it, cause especially because in the play, like Hercules is, is shown as being so like gruff and scary mm-hmm. and big. I love the idea that in history he like ran away like a scary mm-hmm. person. And Hamilton, who is at least in my brain because of the play, he's Lin Manuel Miranda, um, and so he runs towards it. I love it. Um, the quote are are these the men with which I am to f- to defend America? is a real quote um it's been quoted by multiple people that george washington got angry in a rare moment threw his hat on the ground and stomped on it and said are these the men with which i'm to defend america um because these men were literally running away from battle that's what he was Mm. dealing with Mm. um i love it i love that moment this this kind of what I'm what I'm learning as I go through this through the show the past couple of weeks, even like I've just been seeing like it's cool to see what parts come from actual history. Um, even down to like lines, I think are really cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting that Hamilton doesn't want to write because it's literally what got him here. Like, and but but how how real is that for us that like sometimes oh my gosh like the thing that got us to where we are we're like i don't want to do that that's not what i'm about but like bro it's literally why you're here yeah you're that's here because totally... you're good at writing and you keep up with things really well
2: yeah but i think we think the second that we can get somewhere that we can put away that that talent and do something new
0: right and i you know not not for nothing um you know at least in the the story of the of the musical had he not kind of given in and been like, "Okay, I'll be your secretary. I'll take notes for you," he wouldn't have gone on to do the things that he did. Yeah, because so yeah. much of what he does from here on is him understanding. Oh, writing is it. Writing mm-hmm. is the thing. Uh, and at this point, he wasn't. He wasn't wanting yeah. to do that. All he wanted to do was fight. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's you know I think that's interesting. Um, and then again, this idea of like rising above my station just comes back into play and you're gonna hear it throughout the play. and apparently was it was real to his life. He was li- literally saying these things of like, mm-hmm. I got to I gotta bring myself to this next level. I have to I have to move on beyond where I am because that's the only way people are gonna remember me. That's the mm. only way uh, I'm gonna be able to leave a legacy. So anyways, that's my thoughts. Cool. Um, okay. So, best line, Audrey.
1: Uh, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder.
0: Ooh, yes, yeah.
1: Gets me every single time. My my little eyeballs well up with tears, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, life is hard. But <laughs> it's worth it.
0: Mm, it's yeah. so
1: beautiful. Like, and that moment, like you can tell in the music when, like, there's a bump bump dying is easy young man living is harder right like and it's like by itself like obviously lynn is highlighting this line as a major theme in what is going to happen in the rest of the play yeah Um, Mm. because honestly your legacy when you die is able to be enshrined and buffed out and made to be really nice and when you're living in scrutiny and living in a place where everyone is watching what you're doing and what you do actually matters, that's really challenging. So yeah and obviously we're gonna see Hamilton really struggle
3: yeah, <laughs> with, yeah.
1: with that experience.
2: <laughs> yeah and like it's kind of funny it's kind of like um, how so many there's so many celebrities that die young that are huge deal. Mm-hmm. like people people are lionizing them i think of like meryl monroe i think of jimmy hendrix um john belushi um uh kurt cobain um and and even like john lennon to to an extent like you see these people who died in their 20s or 30s, and like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. But you look at some of their contemporaries, like you know, for John, look at John Belushi and how amazing he was, or how amazing people thought he was, and look at his comparison, who is Chevy Chase, like look mm-hmm. at Chevy Chase, or like John John Lennon, like look at Mick Jagger. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or and like that or type Paul of
1: McCartney, thing. Like- or
2: Paul McCartney, exactly.
1: <laughs> right.
2: And so, like, you can you can you can quote-unquote worship those people and you can say like oh, i'm gonna go out and die young just like them mm-hmm. live fast and leave a sexy corpse but like no <laughs> like there's no glory in that there's there's glory in living and getting to do the things that you want to do instead of dying with all this potential yeah mm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah um yeah p-
1: so Andy, is that your favorite line, or you- I
2: like I like all I like that whole line, that whole like phrase that he says. You know, it's all right. You want to fight? You've got a hunger. I was just like you mm-hmm. when I was younger,
3: mm-hmm. head
2: full of fantasies of dying like a martyr.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. That sounds like that line is so simplistic that it's it's taken from years of experience. Like you, the only time someone can say something that simple is when they have lived. Lived it hard and like learned it the hard way. Um, and mm-hmm. so I so I like that's I, that whole phrase is my favorite.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that would have been mine. Um, you know, my, my favorite line is when the ensemble says, Buck, 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 buck. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> as, but it, I do I, love that. <laughs> it was really fun when I had to put that in the notes and then color code it. I was like, yep. I don't ever think I've ever thought of them saying, Buck, 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 but now that's all I can hear. Yeah. Um, Okay. I also, go
2: ahead. I also like I also like all of the the, the um, phrasing that Washington has in his initial thing. You know, the model of a modern major general, venerated Virginian veteran whose men are all lining up to put me on a pedestal. Just all that rhyme is so complicated, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's fun to say. It's really yeah. like it's 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 fun to say, but it's also like lyrically solid.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's really good. Um, so if I had to take one that's not that. I just had it. And then I think you took it again, but I'm uh, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine.
1: It's, there's a few more words in the fine. play. No, there are.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So it, it is the bit uh, when Hamilton is finally like, okay, I know what I'm going to do now. Mm. And he's going through his whole list. Right. Um, And mm-hmm. so I could do the whole thing, but I'm going to specific, I'm going to get to the specifics of the, I'll write to Congress and tell them we need supplies. You rally the guys, master the element of surprise. I'll, arrive up, I'll rise above my station, organize your information till we rise to the occasion of our new nation. Um, yeah, And that, mostly that last line, till we rise yeah. to the occasion of our new nation. There's so much in this play where Hamilton is like, do you not understand what is happening here Mm -hmm. it is the attitude of look around look around how lucky we are to be alive right now yeah but it's the hamilton version of that like he has this and he uh, he says the other line too but he very often throughout the show is like do you not understand like the thing that we fought for like this Mm -hmm. nation that we have created um and just that attitude of him feeling so like this is big this is a big moment Um, And I just love, it's, it's another one of those lines that just like kind of falls over itself in the best of ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Like it'd be really easy to get tongue tied and it almost feels like it's about, it's almost like, okay, the best way I know how to put it is when the first time that I ever heard Sia sing, I was like, her voice is about to crack, but it's that right being on the edge of like everything falling apart. Oh yeah. When I hear those lines that are just like, I'm like, Oh, this is about to just fall apart completely, but it yeah. doesn't. And it holds together. And then it, it kind of ends with this like deep breath of like, wow, that meant a yeah. lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. there to unpack. And yeah. I, think, I think I just really, really like, I don't know if it's just the words or the delivery or all of it together, yeah. but that's it. That's mine.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's also him. Like you, that's when he's, taking control and he's accepted oh this is what we're this is what we're gonna do this now now i'm in a hundred percent
0: this thing that i didn't want to do a minute ago now that i'm going to i'm all in let's yes yes i've got a plan let's do it it's the thing that allows him to you know go on for ages and ages later in the show Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's it's that attitude of like okay i'm committed let's do it
2: yeah yeah the truth is in your face when you hear the british cannons
3: (laughs) yeah
0: exactly
2: Because it's like, it's like, that's what Washington says. He's like, I've got all these people that think I'm amazing, mm-hmm. but the elephant in the room is that once yeah. the crap goes down, like that's the truth.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Once, once the junk hits the fan, yep. These people are scared and they're leaving and Hamilton's not, that's one thing that he's not doing. Right. Yep. Um. All right. Who won? Audrey.
1: I... I think Washington wins this song. I know that's maybe an obvious choice, but I think it's between, it's obviously also about Hamilton and Hamilton's like becoming the right hand man, but Washington is such a solid presence and there's a like steadiness that you get to experience from Washington. And this happens really the entire play every time Washington's on stage, even when things are kind of falling apart around them, he is a steady presence who has the, you know, peace of mind and wherewithal to say, it's not just about this moment right now. You know, that's Mm -hmm. even what he was saying to Hamilton and Mm. dying is easy. Young man living is harder. It's not just this moment. We also have to think Forward, And I think in a lot of ways, it's Washington's influence on Hamilton that attaches him so deeply to his legacy. He's already obsessed with it. And then it's like, oh, he he found this mentor that now he has hooked onto his way of thinking about the world. So I think it's Washington. I really love Washington as a character in this musical. I hope that Washington, the real person, was you know, half as cool. So
0: <laughs> look, um, you know, on that front, and we these characters are complicated. These people are complicated. Absolutely. Um, they're coming from a really a different time. They're coming from so there's um, you know, I mentioned earlier we sort of deify um people, all the founding fathers, but Washington specifically. Mm. Um, you know, even in the context of this show, um, I mean, look these people on slaves most most all of them did I, so like they're messy um but there does seem to be a genuine like um as far as the understanding of the weight of what was happening seems to be legitimate at least in everything that I've kind of researched about the person in mm-hmm. Washington mm-hmm. um seems to be pretty legit um even even going as far as to like Um, like King George has a lot to say about Washington over the course of this whole thing. Um, and one of them is how great of a man he was. Um and so, you know, I think was he as awesome as the show? Probably not. Um, but you know, there's the whole only owning people thing. But I do think there was uh um obviously there was leadership there. This guy was able to pull, you know, this this craziness together and 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 make it work so yeah yeah andrew
2: i think washington is the winner of this of this one as well um mainly because you it's an introduction for him and you get to develop the character and there's a lot of exposition that he has to give out um, and so for him and then he's also the catalyst for the continuation of hamilton's hero journey Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah.
2: and so all of that culminates in in the the person the the person who's the catalyst is is, has to me has to win the song
0: yeah no i think it's washington too um my reasoning is i think um one he's able to pull something out of hamilton that hamilton knows he can do but doesn't really want to do yeah um so i think that's a really cool element there's a A fatherly thing that's happening which eventually is going to tick Hamilton off but in this moment you can see this sort of like father to son mentor to mentee kind of thing happening um and it 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 really does pull Hamilton to this higher level at least you know talking about the show here pulls him to this higher level of of involvement and understanding of what he could what he could do for this for this uh for this movement Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's so good. And I'm with Audrey. I think every time Washington is on stage, he's phenomenal. I think every, even, even there's times where he'll be on stage that he's not singing um, later mm-hmm. on in the show. And there's, they're more powerful because he's there. um, Because of his connection to Hamilton, because of what yeah. he means to Hamilton. So for all those reasons and all that happened in the span of five minutes, right? Like we become yeah. attached to him because of these five minutes. Mm. Every other moment that he's on stage is weighty because of these five minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm 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 all on board. It's Washington. Cool. I didn't let us score it. Um Audrey, you can go first. Eight point three. All right. She's all right. She's putting it in the notes. Good. I did um,
1: it. I I wrote it down. I think it's a great and incredible Piece and incredible number. I freaking love the choreography. Like I didn't talk about that enough. (laughs) What I like, I mean, the choreography in this number is incredible, and the ensemble Mm. like deserves every bit of like praise that we can give them because they are working the entire number. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it's a great foundation to build to where we're going to get by the end of Act One, and so. Because I feel like it's more of a foundation, I'm going to give it an 8.3 rather than a higher number, but Mm -hmm. I really, I really enjoy this number.
0: All right.
2: So I am going to give it an 8.5. A lot of the same similar stuff that what uh, Audrey mentioned. Um, I like the, I like the fact that this introduction of this character, that's like a steady hand throughout um, the first act and and on into the second, uh, that it is, that it's it's an it's a great way to introduce a character and the the Revolutionary War, um, and he it does a gr- it does a great job doing those things and and I say I, I give it this number for all of the things I've said previously and I don't think I have anything to add. To to what we've just spent the last hour talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a 9.2. Wow.
3: Nine nice. 9.2. I'm there's doing just, it.
0: There's just so much I love about it. Um, even just like not just Washington. Hamilton's great. Burr is great. Hmm. Um, Burr. This is not my favorite like Burr hype man moment. Um, because that is gonna come later. <laughs> but he's good at what he does um mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm excited through this song i think you called it like it's like a pep rally yeah um, and it feels that way and so i get like hype listening to this song i'm, I'm excited for what's gonna happen We're yep. it, it's doing a lot of leg work with new characters and like just it, it everything is great so i that might be the highest rating i've given anything so far but 9.2 is where sweet. i'm sweet very cool so, cool 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 uh, all right then so that is uh right hand man uh next week we will talk about uh what is next um, winter's ball win- uh, winter's ball winter's ball right um, yeah which is Woo-hoo. yeah there's a lot uh, you would yeah it's good I'm excited um oh they're all good let's let's just we know that
3: <laughs> um,
0: yeah we we hope you've enjoyed this uh don't forget to uh, like subscribe leave us a rating leave us a review share with your friends um, leave us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail on anchor. Please. Email raisemike at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. All that stuff. <laughs> send us ten dollars in the mail. We'll take it. Um yeah. I, don't, I don't know what we'll do with it, but go ahead send us
2: baked goods if you want.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a little scared about uh-uh. it. if you know if you know us personally, deliver us some baked goods. But like, don't just random person on the internet send us baked goods. <laughs> where, where would you send it? We haven't. If you, ha- if you have, to we'll to create a P.O. Please, box.
1: Please don't use it. I don't. <laughs> right.
3: The PO if box you have her just,
1: address, please, please don't use it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Forget
1: it. A,
0: a P.O. box just for baked goods. Um, <laughs> if it's not cookies, I don't want it. It's called my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right guys well this has been fun i hope you've enjoyed and we will see you uh next time for another uh another episode of the raise a mic podcast bye, see guys. ya! bye Thanks for listening to the raise a mic podcast. If you're still here, we know you're a Hamilton fan like us, and we want to invite you to become part of the show. You can send us your fun takes on the songs coming up by shooting us an email to raise at gmail.com. If you're using the anchor app, you can actually leave us a voice memo and we may use that in the show. Like we said, go ahead and subscribe review and rate the podcast because it really does help us rise up those ranks and make sure to share this podcast with all your Hamilton loving friends. Until we see you again, we thank you for stopping by and listening to us rant about this musical that we all love so much. Until we meet again, raise a mic, everybody.